Hello, Master Deborah here. Welcome again to another wonderful spiritual teaching video for you. This one is coming to you out of the playlist called Words of Encouragement, Spiritual Teaching Ministry. We are beginning to work through, we're almost there, the year 2023. This is going to be Word of Encouragement number 30. I hope you go back and watch the other ones from the year 2022 and 2021. Get yourself a word of encouragement for every day. Sometimes I need it several times a day. I'm in great spiritual battles. My heart is aching for you. My mind is troubled of what's going on in the world. And I need lots of encouragement. I just had to do that with myself the other night. I had an inner meeting. My spirit with my soul. My spirit had to tell my soul who was downcast, troubled, sad, depressed, crying. I had to go to myself, my helpmate, my soul, that looks at the news, hears what's going on in the earthly world, and it's not pretty. And it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. My soul was downcast and depressed and sad, crying out to God. Well, my spirit had to hear it and had to come to it inside of me and say, Come on, sweetie. Come on, dear one. We're not going to sit in this misery, this depression. We know things are going to be bad, but we're a soldier. We know that. And we have to prepare ourselves for battle. Come with me. We're going to see the king, get our battle plans, be encouraged by the angels, and see the victory that will be won if we do our job. If we go into lands and territory and places in the realm of the spirit and fight against the kingdom of darkness. If we do our job as special ops, Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, if we go behind the enemy lines, if we go into their secret meetings, we will get the job done for our king. We will take territory, spiritual hearts. We will free captives of the fear of death and sin. We will unlock the prison doors of those trapped by Satan. I knew my spirit could do this because that was taught to me by King David out of the book of Psalms of the authorized King James Bible. He had to do the same thing within yourself. Sometimes we have to do that because the pressures mount on our soul. The area where mental health counselors work, psychiatrists work. If we continue to look a lot at the news and what's going on without information, without foreknowledge, knowing things like this is going to happen, whatever it is, and learning to be comfortable, not liking it, with death. I got that through volunteering with hospice, learning that there is a life after the physical body gives way to death. Learning about that, the love of this heavenly father, of the authorized King James Bible. For the forever person inside of every dirt body, even the baby in the womb, 
He will not let that little one, due to abortion, politics, law, surgery, medicine, he will not let that little human spirit that's in that little baby be lost to him. He'll send in Pastor Deborah. I will bless it, dedicate it to the Lord God Almighty, claim it for the king. And as death comes in the womb, or during its time of trying to come out, or in infancy or childhood, that child has already been dedicated to the Most High God and belongs to him upon the earthly body's destruction and death. That doesn't sound like a word of encouragement at all, but it is. There's life after death. Many people believe it. They don't know exactly where it is. But they know there is more than this life. So here in this word of encouragement, number 30, for the year 2023, its title is, Who Can Spiritually Light Your Spiritual Candle, Your Spiritual Life? That's a good question. And we want to give Zoom Pro a big thank you. I'm recording through it. I learned how to do that by watching YouTube. Mm-hmm. Got a Yeti microphone. Got a Logatron wonderful camera that I attach. And I go get pictures. This one is from Google Free Clip Art. I've used it in a lot of videos. This represents us, our forever person. Up there high is our mind. Is that where the candle needs to be lit? In our mind? Or down here in our heart where we think our emotions are? This represents us, the spirit man. But we need both areas lit. That within inside of us, there is a candle. Most of us, I was, we're just a smoking flax candle. Means there's no light. It had been lit once. But it's just kind of burned out. It's not given us any light on the inside of us or light to others. Our rooms inside of us are dark. Our areas of knowledge, information, wisdom, understanding are dark. Our emotions live and grow in the darkness. There's no joy and light in them. So we want to thank this wonderful free video. From Google Free Clipart. I've used it in many, many videos. I like it. Now, our spirit is not a male or a female. It's a non-gender being. As most people kind of think angels are. They can, they can take on other forms. Because the spirit can change. It can be whatever it needs to be. It has a gift to do that. And the gift is as you think, so you are. But to begin with, to help you understand yourself, our spirit sort of takes on the shape of our physical body. And it thinks because it's at first attached so deeply, it is one with our physical body, sort of. And it believes it is a male or a female, or neither one. Some people I run into, they believe they're nothing but flames of fire. Because that's all their spirit can see when they look at themselves. Some believe they're animals. 
wolves. And the spirit can take on that form. And your thoughts can think that way. When you're in that disassociative part. So I had to learn a lot to help you the Lord's way. Remember, I had been a licensed clinical mental health counselor. None of these topics were talked about, taught on the state test or looked at and reviewed on the National Clinical Mental Health Board to get that certification. All of that training came later when I gave up my license and I sat myself down with six or eight books, movies, the Bible, church, six nights a week to learn about you and helping you, the forever person, the spirit part of you, the part that lives on and leaves your earthly body due to trauma, abuse. Yes, you have out-of-body experiences. So does Pastor Deborah. We can do astral projection by location, if you want to call it that. It's done all the time. It's a gift, and it is a powerful tool that both God and the enemy use. I had to learn about that. This guy, I studied him. What does he do? What's his purpose? How does he think? Does he have eyes? Does he have ears? Can he talk? Can he think? I had to study the spirit man. Read a wonderful book from Watchman Nee about that big, thick book called The Spirit Man. Went through the different areas of the spirit. Its function, its purpose, its roles. Each area of us, our eyes. How it related to our soul. How it was different from our soul. I still reread it and read it and my pages are falling out. Watchman Nee, the spiritual man. Excellent. He was a Chinese believer long ago. So you go study him. There's a lot of other great books. Oh, I was reading, watching, reading, more reading. Spent thousands and thousands of dollars on books. I didn't get much spiritual education when I was in church listening to sermons. I went to a few Bible studies. Didn't like them. They were all denominational, written from either a man's perspective or a female's perspective. I had to look from a spiritual perspective. That wasn't done. So I had a hard time. I kept to myself. I studied. I learned. I thought. I pondered. Went through tests and trials. I failed many of them. I was attacked in my own home by somebody I'm trying to help. She was going to bring the scissors down and stab me right in my heart. I was frozen by a spell. A demon was working on me. I was attacked through husband. He had his hands one time around my neck. I've suffered domestic violence. I've been shot at, poisoned, almost killed in a car wreck, looking at heart transplant. I've failed many tests. I've heard other voices, followed them. But God was gracious to me. He helped me to get myself back up, pass, take the test again, and pass. So here on this word of encouragement, we have to learn that we have a candle 
inside of us that's waiting to be lit by a flame and shine out to ourselves first and then out to our soul and then the light of that candle will shine out through our words through our actions and our deeds so my question to you on this word of encouragement is who can spiritually light your spiritual candle your spiritual life that's our question for today Uh, who is it a who who can do this that is my question to you let's open up with prayer and then we'll get into this word of encouragement dear heavenly father we thank you for those that are watching today that subscribe to your channel and become members of your family and they listen and they learn and they grow spiritually and they first change with on the inside where your kingdom desires to be. Help them to fulfill all your words of Isaiah 61 and 62. And give them a special spiritual circumcision of their spirit. With the Hebrews 4.12. Bring it up out of the flesh to miry clay. And it's lust. So it can be lit. It can receive light from you. Unhindered by the soul. Father, help them as you teach them through your Holy Spirit, your master teacher. Help them to learn, grow, develop, mature into the mighty king of the kingdom of heaven. You desire them to be a ruler, not male or female, but whatever they need to be. Here on earth, in the realm of the spirit. To fight the enemy of freedom, love, joy, and peace. And the enemy of the kingdom of heaven, Satan, their adversary, here on earth, in the realm of the spirit. Father, help them to grow and learn and become the mighty one that you desire them to be. Wielding the power from Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Of all authority and power given unto them on earth. To rule and reign for you. To bring back the victories. Here in this colony. Here on earth. Through your guidance in their spirit. Through your guidance of the great Holy Spirit. Their teacher. And out through their soul, their helpmate. And out through the physical body. Father, work in both realms through them. As they learn and grow to become you, your offspring, your child, a child of the Most High God, with the mind of Christ, the anointed King, the ruler. Help us, Father, in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. Here, we're going to work in Psalms 18. Psalms was written by King David, the second king of ancient Israel who had a love for God, understood him, and went after him when he was a child and a teenager, and did so for a while when he was a young adult. And then he became king, and things changed. Not good things either. But here in Psalms 18, verse 28, let's listen to what 
King David says, who can spiritually light your spiritual candle, your spiritual life? Verse 28. For you, O Lord, my God, will spiritually light my spiritual candle, my lamp, my life, my light of my spirit, of my spiritual understanding. Right there, David, king of ancient Israel, answered the question. He says, you, Lord, my God. He tells us the identity of this who. He is his God, his creator. But he's his Lord, that means owner, master, who you serve in obedience. Two different titles, two different kinds of relationships. A lot of people understand the word Lord as from master and slave. But Lord, if you call someone Lord, you say, sir, I owe you my obedience. I owe you my life. I bow to you. I will help you. I will listen to you. And I will do what you have commanded me to do with joy and peace. God means you are giving credit for your creation, your existence to someone way on up there, higher than you, not of this earth. Something that has created everything. Didn't pervert it. That was done by another. By Satan. But the laws of creation, the architect of creation, was this God of King David. And he says, You, not me, not power, not money, not a sex, not a relationship, nothing on earth. But only you will light the spiritual light of my spiritual life, my candle of my spiritual understanding. When you are in darkness, the candle is not lit. You're not receiving. You're not burning. There's no light in you to understand anything. David goes on and says, The Lord, my God, will spiritually enlighten my spiritual darkness, my ignorance. If you study a candle, there's wax that holds it up. There is a wick. And what's on the wick? There's some kind of oil. If you study ancient candles, some of it was just oil in a lamp with a little piece of twine or rope in it, and you burned, and the rope would absorb the oil. Most of the time it was olive oil until they discovered whale oil or gas. It's not the wick that burns, but it does because it's burned up. The candle, the wax part, we'll say, is just the vessel that holds 
the oil. You need some kind of oil in there that burns. What is that burning? It's stored energy from the sun. So a candle has to have some parts to it in order for it to burn. The light lightens up a room. Let your eyes see. So David is saying that the Lord, his God, will spiritually enlighten the spiritual darkness that's in him. David knew he had ignorance, darkness. He didn't know everything. He had to have a prophet around him. At that time, the Holy Spirit was not inside of David personally. He could hear him out here. And the Holy Spirit could come on him at times, give him strength. But he couldn't stay. David, the kings of those ancient days, had to have prophets or priests right next to him. Because they had a different relationship. They weren't trying to become king and ruler. They weren't warriors. They spent all their day in prayer and uh, praise and listening to God. Or a God. Or something. And then they would relate that to the king, the ruler. A king's a political leader. So when you have a president or prime minister, he is a political leader. He's a king. Most countries just don't want to call him that because they recognize a king as full authority. He speaks, it's law. He decrees, he has edicts. And you can't go against it. You must bow and obey or you die. King is a powerful ruler. So David is saying, I got spiritual darkness inside of me. And I need you, O Lord God, to light this candle that's in me. I need understanding. I need light, truth. Because I've got to help you. You, you. you have put me here to be the king of Israel. I must serve the people. I must have enlightenment. A king was also a judge. He had to judge between two people who were in an argument. Law was important. And is important to a judge. Judgment is important. Justice. Righteousness. And King David was saying, I I don't have all of that enlightenment. All that wisdom. To do the job you have given me to do as the king of Israel. And if he didn't get that, then he would stay what we call a flesh creature. He'd stay in the realm of flesh and greed and earthly desires. And he wouldn't have the judgment he needed, the understanding to be a judge, to make decisions, to decree and declare and present edicts. He wouldn't have battle knowledge. He wouldn't take the Lord into battle with him. He wouldn't be victorious. Very powerful. You must have your candle, your spiritual life. It must be enlightened by the light, the infusion Of something bigger than yourself. David is saying. Lord you. Must light it. You must bring the oil. The light. To my darkness. I'm ignorant. I don't have understanding. I don't have wisdom. You've called me to a major duty. King of Israel. I must be above the people. Above corruption. Above 
sexual immorality. I must have knowledge of my enemy, how to rule and reign ministers, how to have justice for the people. David said, I need you, Lord God, to light my spiritual candle and bring wisdom and knowledge and light to me. Can you say that? Now let's go to Job 29.3. Job was a wonderful book. It was about a, a man who was married and had children, very wealthy back in ancient days. Well, he would always sacrifice every morning something, probably an animal, to God on behalf of his children. He was living in fear that they were now grown and doing things they shouldn't be doing. But God protected him and his family and his wealth. Well, that made Satan mad. So Satan, who can go back and forth to the kingdom of heaven, the throne room of God, and down to earth, saw this Job and being blessed by God. So Satan went and made a secret deal with this God. said, hey, he's only blessing you because you have given him all of these wonderful things, children, sheep and goats and wealth. Because of you and what you've done, O king of heaven, this man Job will bless you. You let me take all that away from him and he'll curse you. You've bought him. He only blesses you because you give him those blessings. That's all. You let me take it away. So God made a secret deal with Satan in the book of Job. He said, okay, you can take all those things away from him, but you can't touch him. So Satan came down. Whirlwind of destruction came. A tornado destroyed the houses. The sheep ran, the goats ran, killed his children. Devastated Job and his wife. But Job did not curse God. Continued to bless him, praise him, thank him. That infuriated Satan. So back Satan went to the throne of God in the spiritual kingdom of heaven. Made another deal. Said, ah, you let me touch his body with sickness and disease. He'll curse you. He'll curse you and then he'll die. I bet. Let's make a bet. God said, okay. You may touch his body with sickness, disease, but you cannot kill him. Now you think about that. That God does that with us. Because he's going to show Satan. But there are some people, no matter what you do to them, they are not going to curse this God. They're not going to leave him. Even when they're on a burning cross or being martyred, torn apart, dying. They will bless this God and call out to his name. This was a test. Job knew nothing about it. I've been through them. When you are a God is going to show his strength through you. Now Satan has done this many times to us. And many of us have failed. So this time. Satan was allowed to touch Job's physical body with boils and scabs and who knows what. He was so bad, Job had to leave his wife and go out in the wilderness, scrape his body. It was horrible. Probably maybe like leprosy or something. Boils, just nasty. Job's wife was telling him, you just need to curse this God. 
and die. She was a big help. Sometimes nobody in our family can help us. We stand alone, and we don't even know we're being tested. That there's a secret pact between God and Satan, and we don't know it. Job had three friends that sat with him out in the wilderness. They were not a help. And what was Job's statement all the time? I came in this world with nothing at birth. And I will leave this world with nothing. And bless the Lord my God. For I'm going to him. He never faltered. No matter what. He understood. That when you do die. You take nothing with you of this earth. You came in in a naked body. With no clothes. No money. No nothing. And you will leave with nothing. Oh Satan was mad. God won. Because Job held. Job had a light in him that he knew his God and Lord. He held and stood. Even when nobody else in his family stood with him. Nobody in society. Everything was taken. There was nothing left but death. And he said, that's okay. I'm going to a better place, but I will not desert my God. I will not leave him. And I will not say it in front of you, nor I will say it in my heart. His candle is lit in me. King David knew this. And he stood. So in Job 29, 3, let's hear Job talk to us. Verse 3. When his spiritual candle his light, his revelations, his truth, his laws, his agape love shined upon my spiritual head. See it up there? Whoops. There it is. And when his spiritual light, I, the forever person, spiritually walked, lived, able to go through anything, could see the victories even in darkness. I could see there was a light far off and I was walking toward it. I could avoid the terror. I could avoid the fear. I could stand and not curse God. Even Job said he had this light shining within him. It wasn't much. And when you're under pressure like Job was, sometimes mighty winds are blowing, trying to blow the light out. And even if it does go out, Job had hope that it would be lit again. He would not falter. He would not leave his Lord, his God. No matter how he felt, what was happening to him, he would never curse him. So we're learning our candle that's within us, our spirit. It must be lit by the oil, the fire, the light of God within us. We must have spiritual light shining into us, bringing revelations and light and truth, love, joy and peace. 
the darkness that's within our spirit must give way to the light of God and his truth. Job had it, even if it got dark through pressure from the physical body, through the soul, Job's spirit would not back down. He would not curse God, even within himself or to his friends. Didn't blame God for all he accepted. Now, Job had no idea this bit between God and Satan, and he held. He went through the test, and everything was restored unto him when Satan lost. When Job didn't buckle under the weight of sickness and disease, loneliness, being turned on by all his family, even his friends and his wife. He stood alone by himself, within himself, with his God. Who he said, I came into this world with nothing and I will leave with nothing, but I will not curse him. And when that was said and done, Satan lost the bet. God restored everything to Job. Sometimes we're going through that. But Job and King David both understood there is something in us that must be lit. It must bring us light, knowledge, truth, peace, joy, love, revelations, wisdom, strength. And that comes from the Lord God of ancient Israel, the God of Job. The God of King David, the God that Pastor Deborah serves, my Lord, my King, my God. And his light shines in me to you. I have been there looking at a heart transplant. I have been there with scissors coming down to kill me. Within seconds, it was stopped. I've been there. I walked Job's walk. And I never faltered. And when I needed support, he sent it. When I needed a word to help me break a spell to fight back spiritually, I needed it. Because I was going to be used mightily in the spiritual realm against Satan. But Job and King David are telling us there is a who. That can spiritually light our spiritual candle. Bring revelations to us. If you'll notice in the occult witchcraft. Lots of candles. Lots of incense. Lots of fires. They understand light. They understand the power of a candle. But candles just what holds the light. They understand But we don't. So study light. Even they in the occult. Will call forth a who. To come into the flames of a fire. To come through a candle. To come in. And light. Their own spirits. It's a different kind of light. It's a dark light. It's an evil wicked light. They don't know it. But God and Satan know it. But here in this word of encouragement for this guy, you, learn there is a who. There is a Lord my God of King David and Job and Pastor Deborah who want to light your candle 
your spiritual life and bring revelations and light and truth and understanding and wisdom to you so that you can be about the spiritual work in both the spiritual realm through your soul and physical body on planet earth to bring victory and glory to the kingdom of heaven. And that is your word of encouragement for today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful words of encouragement from King David and Job about spiritual candles and light. We hope that the ears have heard and they too want to serve you as Job and King David did and that they want you as their Lord and God. They want you and only you through your Holy Spirit to light their candle within their forever person to bring light to their heart and to their mind that they may be about your work on earth for the kingdom of heaven. Help them to get the revelations and see the light in their darkness. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, I'll see you on the next word of encouragement. Should be number 31, and we'll talk again. And get some more encouragement for you. Bye.